Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 58th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. Make sure to go back through and listen to all the other great episodes. This week, we've got Tess Bloom joining the show. Tess is the Director of Marketing and Communications for the Amarillo Sod Poodles, AA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I want to take a chance to shout out the latest Apple Podcast review. It's another five-star review. And it's titled, This is What MILB Needs. And it's left by M.A. Frick 1-7. I believe I know who this is. I believe that this is one of my old high school soccer teammates who also won a state championship in baseball at Loyal South Township High School in Williamsport, PA. Shout out. Uh, and the review says, I haven't listened to many of these, but had to tune in for Gabe Sinecropi, who is an icon in Williamsport. That was our last episode. As a resident of central Pennsylvania, we are extremely fortunate to have been able to keep a farm team and to have Gabe at the helm. Because of Bobby's experience with the team, he was able to ask very interesting questions. Keep it up and help keep MILB alive. Uh, thank you so much. I, I believe this is Matt um, from Williamsport. Thank you so much for taking the time to to listen to the episode with Gabe, my former boss. Had a lot of fun catching up with Gabe. Um, shout out to, to Matt. Um, make sure to leave your own review on Apple Podcasts so that you get a shout out on social media and on the next episode. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at It's R.A. Coon. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. That way you won't miss out on any news about the Pulling Tarp podcast as to uh, who my next guest is going to be um, and where you can ask them questions at, that kind of thing. Can't wait to chat with Tess Bloom right after this break. Tess, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your evening. Um, reach, you know, I reached out to you on Twitter, and you were more than happy to accommodate your schedule, and I really appreciate that. Um, my first question is, I worked in minor league baseball for eight years and never got a ring. What's it like to win a ring with, with your first year with the Sod Poodles and the first year that they were in Amarillo after moving from San Antonio. Yeah, um, thank you for having me on, first of all. Um, but, you know, that was honestly, we like to call it the, the storybook season. Because, I mean, that's that's going to be a Disney movie one day. Right. Uh, and the entire thing about 
uh, it's, you know, the first year affiliated baseball has come back to, or come to Amarillo in 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the last time that we had affiliated baseball in Amarillo was also a Padres affiliate. We're coming in with one of the highest top, uh, highest top, uh, farm systems in all of major league baseball. But, uh, so, you know, we are, we're all really excited. Um, and then, you know, the battle that we had to go back in terms of, we were, (laughs) we were down, 2-0 2-0 in a best of five series against Midland. We came back and won the last three um, on the road in Midland. And then, you know, we're down 2-1 in Tulsa, and we came back and won the last two in the most epic comeback right. of all. Taylor Trammell, he's now with the Seattle Mariners org, but okay. he hit a grand slam in the top of the ninth inning. Um, and it was just, you know, the craziest way to end it. Um, you know, we beat attendance records. We beat everything like that. So it was definitely a... We're going to be the equivalent of, like, the Mighty Ducks, I think. Yeah, um, I like it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was that was crazy. That was actually my first year working in affiliated baseball, too. So it was really cool. I mean, I worked for an independent team in Connecticut um, for a couple of uh, seasons when I was going to college. But, you know, this was my first time with a minor league org. Um, and that was just – it was just crazy. It was, it was really cool. But, you know, our, our manager, our 2019 manager – Philip Woman, he always said, like, don't expect that. Right. So now now we're all hyped. The fans are hyped. The staff's hyped. Um, and, you know, we got we got to do it again, I guess. But, uh, yeah, you have to. You know, it was, it was absolutely – it was awesome. It was just – it was crazy. And I got a nice ring box with my name on it sitting there. And, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked for some good teams, but they just never – you know, made it into the championship, let alone won. So, um, you know, hats off to you guys. Uh, do you th- do you think that the fan base? How do you how do you think the change in affiliation will affect the fan base, um, or really anything? I mean, so you guys just changed from the Padres to the Diamondbacks, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think the big thing for us is, you know, me personally, there's actually three members of full-time staff and an intern from San Diego on our staff. Um, oh, okay. So I'm from San Diego. Oh. So I think a big thing was that, you know, I grew up a Padres fan and it is such an exciting time to be a, like a, you know, in with mm. the Padres and be a Padres fan in general. Yeah. Slam um, Diego. So selfishly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a Slam Diego tattoo on my arm. I don't want to nice. admit that, but <laughs> yeah, don't talk to my mom about it. But, okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, so they, you know, it's it's just an awesome time to be a Padres fan. However, when they did that, they traded almost every single member of the 2019 Sod Poodles. Um, you know, I can count right now thinking about our inaugural, the first, like the April 4th, 2019 team. I think there's probably five members that are still even affiliated, like in the Padres org. So it's okay. not just like, that would be in double A, like in the org period. Right. Um which is obviously a testament to how strong the talent was that they were able to trade them all and get, you know, some major uh, players for it to, sure. to try to take the cake now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for fans, like, we just kind of keep stressing. It's going to be the same level of play. Technically, you know, on ranking, the Padres went down five spots, six spots, depending on uh, – four to five spots, depending on what right, ranking. Okay. But, yeah. you know, the D-backs are still a top ten org, so we're not going to, like – some schmuck of the, you know, 28th right. or something like that. Um, so we just keep stressing that, like, I think the difference is that Amarillo, they actually really do care about baseball. Okay. Like, most most orgs or most minor league teams you go to, they're like, 
they're there to drink beer. They're there to, um, you know, there's, there's been some highlights. There was a, one of our Padres prospects, he hit a triple, um, that made us go ahead in one of the championship games, um, mm-hmm. that we were home. And I have never heard the stadium, like a stadium period that loud. Wow. And I like used to go to Fenway park all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was, and it would, we had people from the Padres, uh, here watching the game and they were like, we, the stadium is shaking because yeah. of how loud our fans are. So, I mean, I think that That's that awesome. is a little bit different than traditional minor league teams. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. If we have bad playing, they're going to be upset, obviously. But um, I think we're just really excited to sign a 10-year deal with the D-backs. And, you know, obviously being a fan of an NL West team, not necessarily the greatest because I'm <laughs> like, I know I got to root for the D-backs and their major league team too. But, right. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be the same baseball. It's just a different coaching staff and we're really excited for our coaching staff, um, for the 2021 season. Apparently our manager is super, he's, he's awesome. And he is, you know, into the getting players involved and into players doing rocky stuff and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much the only difference. (laughs) Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I know the Diamondbacks still have a great uh farm system so you guys should be good um but it's interesting to me um and i have never been to either place but i mean from what i know about san antonio is you know it's a big city clearly they have um you know an nba team and some other sporting events stuff um but and they had and the missions had you know they were there for a long time and then they moved to Amarillo, and so I just want to get your take on on that and what makes Amarillo a great city for baseball. Yeah, so the San Antonio Missions are actually owned by our ownership group. We're part of the Elmore Sports Group, mm-hmm. so it's the largest ownership group in minor league baseball. Okay. So we always joke, like, we don't talk to the San Antonio front office staff about the fact that we won. So that's our rank. Yeah. That's ours. We we worked so hard for that for years, obviously not actually on the field, but, like, yeah. um, and then you guys get it one year that you win, and then now we're back. Like, um, but, you know, it's it's really funny because whenever we, we have a lot of different meetings between the ownership group and stuff like that, okay. and they're always like, where's our ring? Give it to us. Like, we, we deserve <laughs> them. Um, so it's funny, but, you know, obviously we wish them. Potter is the best, but, um, for, for us, you know, I think that the difference between a minor league cities in Amarillo is a, I mean, they care about the baseball, but B, they showed up, they stayed until the end of the game. There was a, our last game at Hodgetown. I think we lost like 11 to two or something like that. And it'd been 11 to two, like a lot of the game. Like right. we got, we got blown out. It might've even been higher than that to be completely honest. And it was raining and it was cold. And every single fan was still there at the end of the game. Nice. At the end of the bottom of the ninth, we lost that game. But, you know, we had um, – he was a San Diego prospect, obviously, but now he's with the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Buddy Reed, he was a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. And he came on the mic and after the game wanted to thank all the fans and the whole team thanked the fans. Oh, that's awesome. Um, our manager thanked the fans just because obviously it gets them excited too. When the fans show up and the fans actually clap and the fans know what's going on in the game – they get excited. I can't tell you how many like bottom of the ninth comebacks that we had. And we've had, we had so many walk-offs and stuff like that, that, you know, and they all attribute uh, all of the baseball players, like all the players will always attribute it to 
the fans. Yeah. They're in it. They're in it till the end. Um, they're cheering. And, you know, I think my biggest thing that I think a difference is that I've never seen before um, is that even the kids, like the kids know, they don't say number 14, can I have your autograph without even the back mm-hmm. being shown? It's someone, Owen Miller, can I have your autograph? And it's crazy. They, they know they yeah. like, they're not like, Hey, who's this? Like, I don't know this person. No, it's Owen Miller, Buddy Reed, Hudson Potts. They know where they're from. They've, you know, they, they actually, even the, they're, they're six years old and they're, mm-hmm. You they know, did their homework. Get yeah. Hudson Potts autograph, and they know his name. Um, I think that honestly, Amarillo, uh, you know, it's a small little panhandle town, but it has best fans in baseball. I'm going to say it like okay. best minor league fans in baseball, hands down. Wow. They're just always present. They're oh, you walk around town, and if I walked into a bar right now or a restaurant right now, I would see at least 15 people wearing Sean people gear. It is oh, crazy. That's like awesome. we just, it's just the the brand. The fan support, everything is just taken Amarillo yeah. by storm, I guess. The whole yeah. thing handled, I mean, the brand definitely helps you guys. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, I, I mean, not being from Texas, I didn't know the term sod poodle. Um, yeah. But when you guys announced that, I was, and I looked into it a little bit more, and I was like, low key, this is like really awesome and clever. Um, and it, and that mascot like nothing similar had been done up until that point and you know it's a prairie dog with with a cowboy hat and it's just i mean quite honestly it's pretty badass um (laughs) and i maybe i gotta get myself some sod poodle gear honestly but um you got it uh, oh that would be awesome (laughs) but so i really think you guys hit a hit a home run, no pun intended, with the branding, the merchandise, the timing of it all. Um, You know, how did the fan base react to it? Um, You know, being a new team and all that. And then, like, nationwide, like, how has the baseball family and, you know, everything like that, how have they handled it as well? You know, what was their reaction? Yeah, so I actually wasn't here for the whole name the team process. Okay. So when they were going through the entries for the best team and all of that stuff. So when I came, um, all of the contests had been closed. Uh, Sod Poodles won by a huge margin. Sure. I don't actually know the correct number, but like oh, it was like over a lot to a little with Sod Poodles. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And there was five. There was five names. Okay. Um, but I came and it was Sod Poodles. So I came in September of 2018. We released it in November of 2018. Um, but you know, so running the social media, you get a lot of obviously keyboard warriors. Right. Um, but you know, the thing was, is that affiliated baseball hadn't been in Amarillo for a long time. So it was the Amarillo gold Sox when they were with the Padres and they won the Texas league. Okay. Um, and then there was, it went to independent. So it was the Amarillo Dillas, um, and they were an independent team, which was like an armadillo, mm-hmm, Amarillo sure. armadillos. Yeah. And, um, and then it was the Amarillo socks from the gold socks. Okay. And then it was the Amarillo thunderheads, but they were only here for a season. Um, and I believe they moved from somewhere else with that name. Okay. Um, but you know, we got a lot, a lot of angry people. Um, I remember the first time I moved here or when I, when I first moved here, mm-hmm. there we go. Um, I was driving with my mom and we were, you know, 
going somewhere trying to furnish my apartment or something like that. And we see this huge digital billboard and it was like, no to sod poodles. And it was a picture of a poodle holding a baseball bat. And we like stopped and we were like, and I look at my mom and I'm like, oh no. Cause I'm thinking I'm going to run the social media. If they're putting out billboards for this, you know that this I'm going to take over the worst messaging, yeah. like the worst messages, all of that. But you know, it ended up, there was a lot of people that just didn't understand it, I guess. And they didn't, you know, they were, they were thinking sod poodle. We hadn't released the brand. Mm-hmm. They're thinking a poodle. Right. Okay. Um, and they're thinking like, no player is going to want to come and wear a poodle. Are they going to be pink? Are they going to, you know what I mean? Right. So it was hard for people to envision, but once we actually released the logos and all of that, a lot of people jumped on board. And there was still obviously a lot of people that didn't want, you know, we're all not from Amarillo. A mm-hmm. lot of our front office staff, we've come from previous minor league parks. So sure. I think that a lot of people were just confused. Like, why are these people coming in our community um, and like giving us a ridiculous name? We're going to be a laughing stock of baseball. Yeah. When in fact, it was the exact opposite. Like, right. obviously, people hear the sod poodles and they're like, what the hell is a sod poodle? But, you know, they they've completely adopted it. Um, and you know, from national attention, I mean, we were making, you know, there's like, uh, Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports is wearing our stuff. Uh, yeah, right. Like Big Cat. Um, there's so many different people that, you know, CBS, um, like all these different people, MLB Network, mm-hmm. they all wear it. And you know, they, I think that once the people of Amarillo saw that nationally, it was, it was like yeah. it was doing well. They're like, okay, we're not gonna. I think they were more afraid of people being like, why is this happening? Like, where is Amarillo, Texas? What's happening? Right. Um, and that did happen at first, absolutely. But a lot of people, the wacky minor league baseball teams are the new thing, mm-hmm. right? So oh, yeah. um, it, once once we were able to communicate and pe- show people our logos and stuff like that, it helped a lot. I mean, I was still getting angry messages and I probably still have three or four on my computer, but, uh, you know, for the most part, I think our fans have really, our slogan when we were releasing it was, uh, give it some time. You'll dig it as they dig. And it really did. It really did take, you know, it took a little bit of communication, Mm -hmm. but other than that, you know, I think fans now love it and definitely embrace it. So we're, we're grateful for that. So, I don't know if you know this, but I worked in Beloit, Wisconsin for four years with the Beloit Snappers. And they are in the process of rebranding and getting a new stadium. And they had a name the team contest. And it's down to, I think, five um, options. And everybody locally, it seems, you know, those that weren't in the minor league baseball, you know, atmosphere and stuff like that they all hate the names but you know being in marketing and being in minor league baseball i know that those names will you know will hit like you know they'll do great in merchandise and they'll make cool jerseys and mascots and and that kind of stuff and they're just there's a lot of people in Beloit and in Wisconsin that hate the new names. And I just think like they got to give it time. And, and once it comes out, you know, 
they'll see that it's respected, you know, nationwide and that kind of stuff, and then they'll they'll warm up to it. But there are some pretty irate people in the Wisconsin area. Um, but um, so I, this is the pulling tarp podcast. And I did want to ask you what it's like to pull tarp in Texas. Okay, so there's a really funny story about this. All right. So Amarillo is the real Windy City. I don't care what Ooh. anyone says about Chicago. Okay. It is the windiest city in America. I can probably confirm that. Ooh. I'm sure that the National Weather Service has probably done something. Yeah. Um, it is crazy. Like, it's just, I've never, I wake up to the wind. It's, West Texas is wild. Okay. Um, but, uh, so pulling tarp in the wind. Yeah is difficult Mm -hmm. there's actually a video that we got i uh so it was really windy one day and we had to run and we were pulling tarp and um i didn't realize that the pictures mound was there and i fell and straight tarp surfed uh probably a hundred yards um and i remember my coworker at the time now he's the gm of the fredericksburg nationals nick hall but he said he looked at me and i'm pull i'm like I'm staying on. I'm holding both sides of the tarp, and somehow I didn't go under. Thank God. But okay. I, just, I was I was literally sitting and surfing. It was huh. the craziest thing. And he looks at me, and he looks behind me, and he's dying laughing. He just goes, "Well, don't let go." And I go, yeah. "I wasn't planning on it," and I just surfed literally a hundred yards. Wow. Um, and there was people that you know, they uh, there was people that came up to me later that game, and they were like. We just want to let you know you're the best entertainment of the night because they put it on the video board. There was there replays. It was replayed on yeah. T- our uh, MILB TV. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was quite the time our video production manager really did me dirty on that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was there's been a lot of times because the issue isn't necessarily the the tarp itself. It's that the bubbles form, oh, and there's yeah. bubbles that are literally beside like 50 feet in the air. I'm not kidding. Okay. And and so we're having to run, take this tarp off, and jump over these bubbles. And that's on a regular basis? Uh, the bubbles? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I wow. Think we don't necessarily tarp that often. I think we probably... Well, in 2019, I don't know why we tarp so much, because every single person from Amarillo was like, it never rains this much. This is crazy. I'm like, it's because ah. we're here. We've crossed yeah. it. We've crossed it. Right. Um, but in April and May, we had to tarp a good amount. Um and, uh, you know, I think we've had to tarp once this season for we were having high school games and we had the tarp. But okay. pretty much other than that, you know, the good thing is that when it it doesn't we don't have to do it often. OK. However, when we do it, it's, it's difficult. Not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was this intern that we had one time and for some reason in 2019, everything was so hectic and we didn't teach the interns how to tarp. Ooh. And that was on us. Yeah. And. So it's super hectic. It's a theme night. It's really windy. Everything's happening. And uh, she didn't know that when a big gust of wind comes, you let that thing go. Mm-hmm. You're not. So she's trying to hold it down. She was a little girl. And she, I saw her go probably jump 10 feet in the air. The wind took her. And I was like, let go. And she like, yeah. let's go. And she falls. And I was like, sorry, I don't think we told you that you just, you let that go. And she's like, that would have been nice to know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's on us. That's on us. However, you know. Some of that survival of the fittest, yeah. you know, figure it out. Don't don't try to jump in the air. Yeah. But, um, when in doubt, just look around and see what everybody yeah, else. Yeah, see is what doing. everyone else yeah. is doing. 
Yeah. It, I mean, but, in uh, hindsight, you should have done one like dry run through, and and then let them figure it out. You know, during the game or or whatever. But yeah, I can see I can see how that escaped you know people's minds because you're you're in go mode and you're like oh you know it, it doesn't it doesn't hit you until it's time you're like oh crap yes. we ne- we never taught the interns how to pull tarp you know so i get it that was on my uh 2021 we're going over like what needs to be done before the season and i said we need to have a dry run of tarp so we can teach all the new employees and the interns how we tarp right. and all of this stuff because that's not happening again they were like okay we're noting that. we got it we got it <laughs> we get it <laughs> yep all right uh, so I always like to ask people this question and it never ceases to amaze me. People's answers. What's the craziest situation that's occurred during a game that you've had to assist with? Um, I feel like my craziest situation might have actually been when I was interning with the Bridgeport Bluefish in Connecticut. Okay. Um, so I was an intern there and I get a call from our GM on the radio and, and I didn't get calls on the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's up? What's up? And he goes, okay, I'm going to need you to do something for me. And I was like, okay. And he goes, I need you to go. And he throws me keys to this really nice, like, I, I don't know what it, it was, a Mercedes something. Ooh. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't know why I have these. And he was like, these are Andy Chavez's keys. I need you to go let the cable guy into his house. <laughs> and this is mid game. This is like, where there's stuff going on. I've got stuff to do. And he goes, this is really urgent. Drop whatever you're doing. I'll have uh, a marketing manager deal with it. You need to go let this guy into your house or the house. So I drive up to this apartment that Andy Chavez is staying at. He was on the team once. I think he was. With, yeah. So he was on the team for that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I had to go let the cable guy into the house and wait for him while he's there. And the cable guy was then like, is this Andy Chavez's house? And I was like, yeah, yes, sir, it is. And he was like, well, where is he? I've been waiting for him. Huh. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm an intern. I got to let him in. He's actually playing right now. Yeah. And he was like, well, no, well, can I go to the game? <laughs> he's like, I really want to meet this guy. And he's, and I was like, yeah, I guess. So I let this guy, this random cable guy, he, I, fixes the cable i don't know he installed it i don't know what even yeah. know what he was doing and then i brought him in and uh and comes over and i you know i hand the keys back to my gm and Andy is it were you the one that let the guy into my house and i go yeah and he goes thank you so much and i go well actually he's right here um <laughs> if you could uh he's interested in you know meeting you and literally the cable guy and Andy chavez took pictures together and all of this stuff That's and so that was probably the craziest one um just because it was so random and i thought yes a minor league baseball internship as a whole yeah um but yeah i think that that might take the cake that is that is wild that's so funny and andy was so nice he was so he was like absolutely i'm gonna meet the cable guy that installed my cable no problem yeah right and he took photo it was mid-game he took photos i'm you know ridiculous i don't even know why it was a whole thing but (laughs) that's so funny uh, so I gotta ask, and I was looking, you know, at your profile on the website, and it said that you worked as an, I think it was as an intern for a women's semi-pro soccer team in Italy. Um, what was that like? 
And do you speak Italian? Okay, so uh, at that time, it was my... So I went to the University of New Haven Mm -hmm. um, in Connecticut, and we were fortunate enough to be able to have an entire campus in Tuscany, Italy. Mm. Um, So my senior semester, so I I did a three plus one program. So you graduated in three years with an undergrad and then plus one for your MBA. Okay. Um, So it was a four-year master's, essentially. Sure. Bachelor's and master's. Right. Um, But it was my last year of undergrad, and I said, I want to go abroad. This is what I've been trying to do. Um, So I went to the Tuscany campus. But I said, I also, I didn't know if I was going to get my master's at the time. So I was like, I need to get experience while I'm here because, um, I'd given up working for the bluefish another, uh, another season to go abroad. Okay. So I said, I'm not going to just use this season, you know, taking Italian drinking wine, although I did a lot of that. Right. Um, of course I wanted to actually get some experience. Um, and I'm a huge, huge soccer fan. Um, so, you know, I was, I was kind of getting into it at the time. I wasn't like super big into soccer yet Mm -hmm. but I was like you know what I'm I'm in Italy I might as well do this so um I set up with my sport management professor I said hey I don't know if you know obviously I don't think you know anyone in this random town in Italy and of course he was like oh yeah I do I'm like okay um (laughs) but uh so we I ended up interning for them so technically I was marketing but then also like corporate and it was very grassroots like super super grassroots like I would go to these random cafes and ask if they wanted to sign in the stadium. Um, but you know, it was, it was an amazing experience just because I, I got the grassroots of, you know, a staff of five or something like that. Right. Um, and then, you know, I don't, so I don't remember Italian as much anymore. Unfortunately, I knew while I was learning Italian, I need to remember this. I need to stay speaking this mm-hmm. or I'm going to lose it. I'm going to be really mad because I used to know Spanish and now I lost it. Yeah. Um, so for a while after I came back from Italy, I would call my roommate um, or my roommate in college. We, we continue to be roommates um, when I got my master's and she was in her fourth year. But we would speak Italian to each other just to try to like keep up with it. And now it's now it's lost. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was an amazing experience. It was definitely uh and it was really cool working in a women's sport because I'd never done that. Sure. Um, but it was definitely like these were full-time moms, full-time – they had full-time jobs. Oh, really? They would come here and play on the weekends. But yeah. Okay. So they were they were paid um, and they tra- we traveled and stuff like that. But um, they actually won the championship the year that I was there. I, oh, I think it's a me gosh. thing. Oh, my gosh. It's a me thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I was able to go to Belgium and go there with them. But um, – you know, it was it was a great experience. Obviously, I wanted to use my time wisely, but was still enjoying my study abroad. So, yeah, uh, making the most of any opportunity I could. So, yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, what is the weirdest message or comment you've received while running a team social media account? So I had to think about this mm-hmm. because this is like. Honestly, I've received a lot of weird ones, um, like a, yeah. g- a good amount of weird ones. I mean, I get probably weird ones every single day about how, you know, whether it was asking for one of the players' numbers or yep. something like that. Hey, I saw Brad Zunica at this restaurant last night. Do you think that you could give him my number? I'll pay you $10. Um, so I've been bribed. Um, mm. What else? There was one... <laughs> 
there was one when we released the sod poodle. So actually one of our promos in 2019 was players reading, reading mean tweets. Oh, um, nice. And it was mean tweets that people sent to the sod poodles. That's so funny. Um, and one of them was, it was, so it was the day we released our name and it was the sod poodles question mark. Might as well call them the fart infection Hickville ball club. And I think that one, like that takes the cake just because like it was the, the person who sent it was amazing. Like the profile picture was like our logo. So it made it funnier because yeah. like you're supporting us, but also saying this. And right. it was just, that, I think that one's it. That one's it. The fart infection Hickville ball club. That's so funny. Wow. I don't even know what that means. I literally have no idea what that means, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could have made money, though, by, you know, setting up players with people. But unfortunately, I didn't dive into that yet. But. OK. All right. Um, I to circle back to the soccer thing. I also I grew up playing soccer um, and I used to be a really big soccer fan. But now, you know, with I don't know, like when you become a grown up, it becomes really difficult to follow like European sports just because like of the time difference. And it's not usually available like on our TV systems or you got to pay a lot extra to, to buy it. Um, but I did want to ask who your, who your soccer club is. Uh, it is Liverpool. So I was actually a Liverpool fan before the Red Sox acquired them. Okay. But I am also, I went to school. I lived in Boston for about seven years, went to school in New England. So um, my mom had like season tickets to the Sox or mm-hmm. Red Sox. So, uh, you know, it made sense that I was getting more into it. I was a fan of Liverpool from one of my friends. He was a big Liverpool fan and I would watch soccer with him. And uh, and then they were acquired by the Red Sox and I, or Fenway Sports Group. And I was like, Okay, yeah, this makes even more sense now, obviously. Right. Um, and the good thing is going to school in New England and living in New England, they Liverpool has done a very good job at marketing themselves to New England and Red Sox fans. Oh, okay. And so it's saying, you know, they do tours from uh, Boston to Liverpool and you get to go to Anfield and you get to do mm. all of that. I didn't, I didn't get to do that, but um, they, they're doing a very good job at marketing the two. Um, so, I mean, though it was before that, and I'm a big fan of Jurgen Klopp and the whole squad, this okay. isn't necessarily the best year uh, for yeah. them, but it's definitely, uh, it's okay. You know, they win championships too. So. Right, right. Um, I call myself a Chelsea fan. I used mm. to be a really big Chelsea fan, um, you know, back when, like, DDA Drogba and Michael Essien and all those guys were on the team, but now, and I still keep track of it, you know, a little bit here and there, but I'm not as diehard of a fan as I once was. But Well, Pulisic, he's, he's the, he's the future. Yeah. And he's American. I know. It's great. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) So yeah, he, he is the future of American soccer in Chelsea for that matter. But, um, so I, you know, you, you run the social media, what post that you've made for the team has gotten the most engagement? So technically I feel like it, it well, I know technically I know that it is the name reveal one. Yeah. Um, only just said where the sod poodles, but I don't really want to count that just because it's not like, it's not cool. You know what I mean? Like right. obviously it was cool that we were revealing the sod poodles, but it wasn't necessarily 
anything that I did. You, you kind of expected made. that going into it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but, you know, I think our, our largest engagement one was on Twitter when we did our, when we launched our Verify the Solid Poodles campaign. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with that. We were trying to get verified on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through, we were verified on Facebook, we were verified on Instagram, and Twitter, they don't have, like, a verification process. Yeah. Um, just, so like, all launched... of a sudden, someday, like, you're just automatically verified. Like, you just wake up and you're verified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just wake up verified. Right. Um, but, uh, so, we were trying to think of ways, and actually our video production manager was like, I have a great idea. We're going to do, so it was a, uh, a clip from Love Actually, um, and we superimposed like the Twitter logo and then um, the sod poodle, and we were, it was a quote from Love, uh, clip from Love Actually, and we got a lot of engagement, and we started the Verify the Sod Poodles campaign, which then turned into a national campaign that like uh, ESPN picked up and Sports Illustrated picked up. Um, and then we were able to actually sell a promo. So we actually made money off of this campaign. We sold a promo to a digital marketing agency and it was like, uh, you know, it was like ruckus trying to walk, go around town and putting like wanted posters of the check mark, the blue check mark <laughs> um, in different areas of Amarillo. And it was a video series. And then we had fans during the game tweet at the CEO of Twitter and at Twitter and at verified to verify the solid poodles That's and use so the hashtag. Funny. Um, and it was awesome. Like it turned out like so cool, like still our most used hashtag more than actual hashtag solid poodles mm-hmm. is hashtag verify the solid poodles. Wow. Um, and so that, that initial video got a lot of engagement, but then also when we became verified, we got a lot. Um, and you know, there was people from Barcelona congratulating us. There was different, you know, obviously different teams are major league affiliate, other major league affiliates. The people were like invested in this. And sometimes I miss being verified or unverified because literally it was just easy content for me. Right. Right. Like if I hadn't posted anything, I could like, like I don't it was like earth day or something. And that was one of our highly highest engaged posts too. was like, it was literally earth day. And it was like, Happy Earth Day, why on earth aren't we verified? It was like Twitter <laughs> tweeted Happy Earth Day and we quote read or quoted it and said, Why aren't Earth That's aren't we verified? So and it got like so much engagement. Um even last night, like with March Madness going on, Oral Roberts University tweeted about how they were unverified. Yeah. And I like literally quoted it and wrote same and it got like two hundred likes. That's and like awesome. it's still like it's still funny. Right. Um So you guys still aren't verified? Oh no, we are. Okay. We are. Or, or we said been there. Sorry, not saying. Oh, okay. No, we, we said been there, yeah. Um, nice. But we got verified on October 13th, or it was Halloween of 2019. So how that? long did when it we, take you to get verified? We launched the Verify the Sod Poodles February 14th, 2019, and got verified October 31st, 2019. Wow. But technically, that was when we launched it. So we cre- – I mean, these ca- accounts were created in 2018. Right, right. Um, and we revealed our name in November of 2018. Uh, so it had been a little bit, but from the actual harassing Twitter to getting verified was months. Wow. Um, and it was literally just – I was, like, sitting somewhere, and I get a notification. It was, like, verified followed you. And I was like – I know what verified followed use means. And then all of a sudden I went on Twitter and there was a blue check mark. I was like, 
Oh my God. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. This is it. This is, I've made it. I yeah. made it. I got, I finally got a minor league baseball team <laughs> account verified. Wow. But, um, yeah, that was, that was quite the story. But I think that that's probably just that whole set of verified the solid poodles. I mean, it was months of content. Um, right. But fans still are like, like they use now the hashtag verified the sod poodles. Nice. Uh, which is pretty funny, but you know, they, they took it on their own too. Like there was people like I one time searched at sod poodle or like verified sod poodles and at Jack, there was hundreds of people that are just tweeting at this, this poor CEO or whoever's running the CEO's account. Yeah. Um, was definitely like, what the heck is going on in Texas? Because it would all be at the same time because we're playing that video right. on the Jumbotron and it would be like, we're telling you what to do. Um, That's cool. And so, yeah, it was, I, yeah, that was one of my favorite times. <laughs> all right. That's so awesome. Wow. Uh, so I got to ask, what's the best and worst promotion that you've came up with or been a part of or helped facilitate? Okay, let me think. So the best promotion for me personally, um, I mean, I really like the Barefoot Side Poodles. That might be a little biased because that was right. like my baby. But um, <laughs> the best one, in my opinion, um, other than that, was actually during the Texas Collegiate League. We got these like blow-up horses and had players play against each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it would be either two members of our team or occasionally we would have a member of the other team if they were really into it and wanted to do it. Um, but then we actually had two Texas Collegiate teams. So when the six games that they were here, we called it the Hogtown Showdown. That's what it was. Ooh. And so what they did was they uh, they played each other and it was like a best of – I guess we technically did best of five series. Okay. Um, and then the sixth game, they were going to pl- be able to wear whoever, whichever team won. It was an incentive for them to win was we had gold jerseys from our Texas league championship that we hadn't worn yet. Oh. And these gold, um, obviously they're new era hats, but the, the A in- instead of it being red is gold. And oh, it's really cool. Okay. It's like beautiful. Like, so the players were super excited when they saw that they were all ready to, ready to go. But, um, so when we did that, the, the two teams played against each other and we were doing points, a point system and stuff. But they had these bouncy horses mm-hmm. and it was ridiculous trying to see them go really fast um, and stuff like that. And the, it helped a lot when the players got into it. Um, I think that one was probably my favorite just because like it never was. It was never the same day and the right. players would always try to make it fun and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but the worst one I hate, hate it. I understand that teams have to do it. Um, the frozen t-shirt. Uh, so we freeze the t-shirts and they have to like, fans have to unwrap them. Yeah. I hate it. Okay. Like, like I, and you know what the funny part is that fans really like it. Yeah. Fans love it. That is they think it's so fun. And I just sit there and I'm like, it's frozen t-shirt in it again. Like I, I can't stand it, but you know, it's, it's all for the fans. So, uh, right. I've never been to Hodgetown, so you gotta, and I'm a big food guy, you gotta spell this out for me. What's the best concession item at Hodgetown? 
So I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I am not a big fan of like change and like weird things. Like if I go to a ballpark, I'm getting fries. Okay. And like a corn dog. Like that's, that's not like, I'm not, I don't, I don't like to try the weird things, but there is a fan favorite. Um, and so I actually asked the office cause I was like, what do you guys think the best concession item is? And everyone said the sunrise dog. Ooh. Um, so I'm going to trust them on this. I trust my coworkers. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's like a, it's a, I think half pound hot dog, quarter pound hot dog. Okay. Um, and it has bacon. It has bacon, uh, egg. There's two eggs on it, fried eggs, Ooh. bacon, and uh, gravy. Uh, like gravy from like biscuits and gravy. Ooh, okay. Uh, and so fans love that. Um, that's probably the number one. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm just a cold beer and fries. You stick to the staples. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I like the classics, you know, I, I grew, I mean, the majority of the games that I've been to were at Fenway. Yeah. So like they don't even, they barely even have food at that point. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. But, um, yeah, I I think that's, that's probably it. We also have really good, uh, a pulled pork, uh, hot dog Ooh, that's pretty good it has pulled pork on top of the hot dog with barbecue sauce that one i'll eat that one's all good. right the sunrise um, dog sounds sounds interesting i would i would definitely try that one if i if i come i, fa- I see probably 50 fans every time i walk by the concourse like eating it so i think it's definitely a fan favorite it's a staff favorite right it's our concession manager's favorite so Definitely recommend. I suppose I, I gotta try it. I think I'm just gonna have you, to try you it. You do. You you just ha- you have to bite the bullet and you gotta try it. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. So, where can the listeners find you and the Sod Poodles on social media? Yeah. So my Twitter, Instagram, all of that is at real underscore test underscore bloom. Um, don't ask me why. It's been like that since I was like 15. So I don't really I don't really know why, but. Right. Um, and then Sod Poodles is just at Sod Poodles, S O D P O O D L E S. All right. I almost just thought that wrong, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> no uh, worries. yeah, so we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I haven't really trying to dive into the TikTok world. Oh, so I was going to ask you that. So who runs the TikTok? That's me. But, um, so I'm really into my personal TikTok. However, big into TikTok is mascots and so our um our full-time mascot austin he just came back okay so he just moved back this is the second week so we just filmed one today that i got to edit uh when i'm at home tonight so we're we're picking up the tiktok our whole goal you know austin and i said today if we're not getting free stuff from tiktok by the end of the season we're doing this wrong okay Um, so we're definitely going to try to ramp that up we're going to be like the hillsborough hawks uh (laughs) So uh, you gotta, you gotta. Maybe I'm just the old man or whatever. How do you get free stuff from TikTok? If you have enough clout, you can get free stuff. So I, you know, we don't have that yet. But there's a lot of people that send. You know, TikTok will send a like swag to like high followed accounts and stuff like that. So they they do it a lot to the mascot accounts from like Royals and Benny the Bull. Um, and stuff like that. So that's that's going to be our goal. We're okay. Gonna, we're going to get some free stuff. All right. That's awesome. 
I am not in the world of TikTok. I got out. So I was asked to make the team a TikTok um, with my, I think it was the last week that I was with the Shorebirds. And um, so I made the TikTok. And then as soon as I left, I deleted it off my phone. And I was like, I don't need this anymore. I handed it off to somebody else before I left. And now it is like the biggest thing. And I'm not on it at all. Um, so I don't know, like everybody sends me TikToks like, and I'm just, I'm, I, and then they say like how addicting it is. And like my one buddy, he was just like, yeah, like I get up like, you know, at six o'clock in the morning and I got to be to work by eight. And like all of a sudden, like it'll be seven forty-five, and, and I'm still on TikTok. I haven't even gotten ready for work yet. And I'm, and I'm just like, that doesn't sound great. Like <laughs> I, I still have to be a productive member of society here. Um, but I, I do like the TikToks that people send to me. I just don't feel, of like, course, of I course. just don't, you don't want to have need. to go through all the, the ones you don't like. Yeah, I exactly. Um, I think that, you know, for, to the credit of our, uh, mascot coordinator, Austin, before COVID hit, he was like, we got to be on TikTok. And me and our director of PR, Shane, were like, oh, it's just going to be another social media. Like, we don't want to do this. It's right. like all the Gen Zs. Like, we don't care. They're not going to be buying tickets, whatever. And then COVID hit. And when I went into quarantine, I was like, okay, I'll just start using TikTok a little bit. And I, at first, I only thought it was dances. Like, I thought it was just like right teenage girls dancing. I'm like, I don't – like, this is literally the exact – opposite of how I want to spend my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started like just looking at it a little bit more and now I'm, it's bad. But I like to say that me doing that is also working because sure. I will save sounds and get ideas for our TikTok or something like that, even though the most part it, it's not, it's just talking about one direction or <laughs> other things. Uh, but yeah, so uh, for the most part, it's, a really big waste of time. However, I do it every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, also TikTok is very much so a young person's game. It's not mm-hmm. like I feel like I I am thirty, and I feel like I am way too old for TikTok. So <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I feel like it's true. Um, so I close out every episode with the same question. What has been your favorite walk-up or warm-up song in your baseball career, and whose was it? Okay, so I think there's two. All right. Um, so they're both from 2019. Um, there was a guy named Rudy Arone. He uh, is no longer with the Padres org, but he had this song, and I still to this day I don't know what it is, but it get, well I, I do know what it is, but I don't know what it says because it's it's in Spanish. Okay, but it is literally the it gets me so hyped. Like I could be in the worst mood and I hear that song and I'm like, yep, it's it. We're, we're back. Um, it's jalapeno and I don't know who sings it, but it's like jalapeno, spicy, picante, picante, jalapeno. Oh, and that's, yeah, all yeah. that's all it says. Like, it, I mean, I think it goes into more, but like, that's the only English words. Okay. And I'm like, well, technically picante isn't even English, but yeah, picante is uh, not English. And, either, so. yeah, but it gets me like, it's just like the best. And you would see people in the audience or in the audience, geez, people in the stadium that were like, they'd get excited too. when he would come up to bat. Right. 
Um, and then my second one, it was only for one game, and I'm sure it's because he lost a bet. But Buddy Reed, the Oakland Athletics prospect now, he had the That's So Raven theme song nice. uh, as his walk-up. And I'm sure it was a clubhouse bet that something he lost or oh, yeah. something. But I I was so excited. Um, That's funny. And I think those those are my two favorites. All right. Awesome. Maybe I will like blend them together in audacity. I, I'll see what I can do. But that would, that right, would yeah, be cool. That would be cool. So... <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tess, for taking the time out of your evening. It looks like you're still at the office. Um, yeah. Which wait, what? What time is it there? It's six thirty. Okay, so I kept you yeah, an hour and a half after. Yeah, we don't really leave till five thirty anyway. So okay, so I an kept hour. you an hour afterwards. Well, I appreciate you staying late at work. Um, you know, even though these are the your last. Um, free nights, if you will, um, you know, until the season starts, of course, um, which, you know, everybody in Amarillo, I'm sure, is super pumped about, um, you know, given last season that didn't exist, of course. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the Pulling Tart podcast um, and uh, take the time out of your evening. I super really appreciate it. Yeah, no. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been great. It's been fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tess. Uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, yeah, this is this was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stove Leg Media. Make sure you check out our page at StoveLeg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stove Leg Media, igniting conversation.